Blog Talk Radio. Secrets that we've been playing from her because it's just fantastic. 
So she's coming up in about uh, 40 minutes or so. All right. Where do we start? Where do we start? You know what we okay, can start? Okay, so I, I got something I want to pitch to you guys real quick. And this is okay. uh and this is something that we have not discussed beforehand for the for the listeners. Um so if this ends up being a complete train wreck, you can you can blame it on me like like most things get blamed on. But his so that so that was an occurrence that happened um that that happened on social media where um you know, people add a dirty laundry and it kind of just blows up into kind of a back and forth between two people, whatever. So I won't get into all the details, but basically what happened or what seems to happen is a girl was asking a dude to help her pay some of her bills, and he was like, okay, so what's in it for me? She was like, what you want? So he asked her to send some some nudes, basically, some videos, pictures, whatever, of her naked, doing whatever. Some kind of way in this transaction, $500 happened, you know, was transferred to her. He said that he hit for $500. She said all she sent him was videos and she never even met this dude, and she just sent him nudes for $500. But I wanted to pose the question to the gentleman of, of the board, uh, of the go- the uh, the radio show board, does it matter if it was just news I mean, or if he or, or if he hit? It was because five hundred dollars was exchanged to this woman, and like, are you paying for? Okay, first of all, are you paying for naked photos? Number one, naked photos and naked videos of some chick for five hundred dollars, and number two, are you paying to have sex with her for five hundred dollars? Hmm. You know, wow. Yeah, I'm gonna go now, with she. Now, and and I'm and I'm gonna say this: she wasn't. She's. I mean, by you know most standards, she probably wouldn't be considered ugly. So hmm. you know, let's just say that you find this woman attractive. Are you paying her five hundred dollars in in scenario A, which is naked pictures, nudes, whatever, or scenario B to have sex with? Her? Okay. So let let me get this straight for one second here. In a situation like this where we're talking about a woman, a man, possible finances, things getting crazy situation, there's only one thing you can do in a situation like that, and that's to ask the jerk. Jerk, what say you, man? <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm sorry. I apologize. I was late. I don't really know the root of the question. So rephrase the question. I heard the scenario, but rephrase the question. Is it is it okay to pay? Okay, I guess it's two, a two-parter. Is it okay to pay for naked, or, or would you pay for naked pictures from some chick that you found attractive? I don't know. Think of a celebrity chick that you have a crush on, whatever. If she was like, let's say she's not a celebrity. Let's just say you just know her or met her online, whatever. Would you pay her $500 to see naked pictures and naked videos of her? Would you pay her five hundred dollars to have sex with her? Well, would I do it personally? No, I ain't got five dollars to my name. But what I will say is this: what you pay for isn't the pictures. What you pay for is her to keep a fucking mouth shut. Like that's that's the appeal to prostitutes. You pay a prostitute five hundred dollars to have sex with her. She ain't gonna call you the next day. She ain't gonna bug you. She ain't gonna destroy your life. She had sex with you and she went home. 
She made her money. Y'all had your business transaction. It's like McDonald's. You got your burger. You left. Eh, it was all right. Whatever. You're probably going to die from it. Eh, shit happens. But that's, that's what you pay for. You pay for the sex and not the rest of it because the rest of it is way more expensive than just the sex. Oh, man, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of shit out there. Yeah, okay, with 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 there being 167 pages of of uh, porn currently on Pornhub and all these other free sources of naked pictures and nudity and whatever, well, why are you paying? Why are you paying some chick five hundred dollars for her nudes? The only and, and I'm I'm playing I'm playing devil's advocate on this. The only thing that I'm uh, that the only thing that I could think of that would entice someone to pay for pictures is that you have some inkling that this person is real. Of course, you can go to a porn website. There's a tons and tons of free porn on the internet, but you don't have any kind of interaction with this individual whatsoever. I think people downplay the fact that men do have a form of desire of personal interaction. And I think that's what that is for whoever it may be. Like, they want to be like, oh, I know that chick. And that's all I can think of. That's all I can think of. I don't know. I I don't know. So so is paying paying for for pussy, is is that okay? Is that acceptable? I don't, I'm I'm confused, Cujo, because this this is the first place my mind went is why is a guy paying bills for a woman that's not his woman? Like, I can see if that's your homegirl and you lending her some money because she's short on her light bill or she's short on the water. But why are you just randomly paying some chick bill that's not your woman? That doesn't, but let me, that doesn't compute. Let me, throw on, a slightly, let, me, let me throw a contrasting argument to that, which is a similar, well, to me, it's a question. When are you not paying for pussy? See, and and I, and I wanted that, and I and I wanted that to come up because technically you are always paying for it, but there's usually an end game. But there's usually there's usually some sort of prospect that something else will happen. Let me let me say that. that I, don't, I don't know. Let's just say if you're. An, if you're dating, then the prospect or whatever is that this will be long-term, that you'll get residual pussy from these transactions that you're giving. Let's say you go on three, four, five dates. You're expecting that if you pay for each one of those dates, the 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 uh, pussy will return itself two times over based on what you're putting out. A one-time so transaction of I'm paying you once for this one service, be it sex or just sending me naked pictures, I don't know, man. I can't. I can't say that that's okay. Well, what, well, what I'm hearing from you is what I'm hearing is capitalism, which is what this nation is based on. You're getting out of it what you put into it. Like either you're gonna spend the money up front to have the sex and tell her to walk off, or you're implanting it into your 401k, hoping it'll pay off in the long run. Because you can introduce yeah, your form of case to your parents and all that other stuff. <laughs> but, you know, and it, the only thing I can say is they're just different investments. You're divesting in one, you're investing in the other. One is a gamble, and one is an investment. 
One is renting, the other is buying. It depends on what you want at the end of the day. Because think about leasing cars. And, I, God, I can't believe I just broke down having sex with a woman to lease a car. But anyway, whatever. So you did this thing. down leasing cars. You can lease a 420GS for 550 a month if you got good credit. But I don't care what your credit is. If you're buying it, you're playing no less than a stack a month because nobody's going to finance you for more than six years. And when you're paying for an $80,000 car, you got to pay $80,000 plus interest. And that's marriage. So what, that's $80,000 plus interest. Or your lease for cheaper, and you just get to ride it for a little while, but at least you got to say you wrote it. So if I'm breaking down this analogy correctly, you're saying that it's God more damn, expensive. How much more could I break that down? <laughs> Wait, so, so you're saying it's more expensive to pay for mat for to pay for a long term pussy than it is to pay for a a, a, a quick a one transaction. Yes, and the reason I say that is you can't monetize time and energy. You can put fifty dollars on a piece of pussy. And it's gone. But how much value do you put to your time, energy, and effort to pleasing the parents, pleasing her, rubbing backs, rubbing feet, rubbing necks, living up to her Church. friends' expectations? You can't put any value to that. You you, you done lost so much extra money. You sound a little embittered. Like, damn it, I ain't rubbing no feet, neck, shoulder. I ain't, what, 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 I ain't, yeah, whatever. No, I'm not embittered. I am perfectly happy in my situation. I invested, damn it, and I'm proud of it. This, this guy, he's like, look, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> you yeah, you so, guys so are easy. hilarious, man. This, this, easy. Is, this Co- is funny, coming, coming from the Coming from the single guy on the, on the panel, what, what, are your, what, are your, uh, what are your thoughts uh, or what's your outlook man. on the whole pain, pain for sex rate? Right? Look, I'm in college. I got book loans to pay and college loans to pay. I'll stick to Pornhub for my free naked girls. And that's my two <laughs> cents. Right, that's why his right hand looked like Popeye. All right. Uh, no. No. This was a good wild card topic, man, that you tossed in there. Way to go, man. It looks like you're actually doing some prep out there. Give yourself a round of applause or an air horn or something. Awesome. Yeah, All right, we got we got Tasha Larry coming up at about eight forty five or so. But before we get to her, you know, we play the underground around here. Before we even get to the underground, Easy's got something he needs to educate you on. I sure do. If I can get to the Gmail. Jesus. All right. You have. All you right. Literally have one job. One I'm, job. I'm, Fuck's sake, man! You're amateur. I'm doing my job now, but you guys are prolonging this. I'm going to need y'all to calm down. This portion of the radio show is Fuck's brought sake, to you man, you're amateur. By... Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. Oh, 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 okay, let him. All right. He, he got it. He's amateur. That was my bad. Go, <laughs> go for it. Sorry, Ivy, whoever you are. This is brought to you by Ivy Healing. Healing Touch presenting an opportunity in neuromuscular therapy, ooh, big word, for you to get some work done on those muscles and stretch you all the way out. Lymphatic, flush, deep tissue, 
Swedish Massage, and more. You can inbox them on Facebook, or you can call their office at 504-233-2209, or simply email them at touch 4 at gmail.com. They've dropped their prices for the month of October and added new services located in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Shout out to the 504, though. They got a 504 number, but okay. Loving it. And the whole massage thing just to you by the air horn. Wait, 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 wait. The air horns happen. Easy E, that was a very, very open opportunity for you to throw the whole Barry White voice on it. You, you got to work on that. That 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 commercial, come on. Sweetest Dude. massage and uh, all that other yeah. sexy stuff. There you go. You, you idiots. It's not about being sexy. It's about working out problems that you hey, have in your hey, muscles and hey, stuff. Hey, hey, you're an idiot. What the Shut hell up. What the hell's it's, wrong with do you? Do what song we listening to? It's always about What song we listening to? It's not always right, about versus, Three against one, you pro- lost. I never lose. That's the problem with you people who always want to take things the wrong way. You know what I do? I blame the jerk. It's his fault. All right. Here on the radio show, we play the underground. <laughs> we give voice to people who deserve a voice. So we're going to uh, play a song uh, from a friend of the show by the name of Edson Sean. People like this song, man. That's why we're playing it again here. But um, we got his information on the Facebook page. I was going to say we're going to post on the Facebook page, but his information is already on the Facebook page. So um, we're going to play <coughs> – excuse me. Jesus. We're going to uh, play a song from S. and Sean. It's the Stupid Me remix. All right? If you want to give us a call, you can do that. 323-642-1604. All right? Text us, 678-250-4422. All right? And remember, you're not listening to a radio show or some radio show. You're listening to the radio show. Tasha LeRae coming up right around the corner. I'm 
All right, we're back. It's the radio show with EZ, M16, and The Jerk, your boy Cujo. And that was Edson Sean's Stupid Me Remix. Let them know where they can get the information, Mr. M16, other than our Facebook On the page. Facebook. Do you know any other information? Oh. Uh, yeah, he's got a website, com. You can check him out on there. Um, his information is... I mean, it's his website, so obviously that's his information. So you can check him out. Actually, I'll uh, be coming back on the show soon because he's be uh, dropping an album here uh, within the next couple of months or so. So hope you enjoyed that. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so, 323-642-1604. You can text the show, 678-250-4422. Or you can email us, the radio show 2015 at gmail.com. You. Okay. We got Tasha LaRae coming up uh, in a few minutes also. We're going to talk to her great R&B singer. And speaking of R&B singers. Oh, Lord. Uh, speaking of R&B singers. Oh, Lord. Rihanna. Come on. Hang in there with me. Rihanna is going to be on the cover of Vanity Fair magazine. And there's some excerpts, the interview, that I'm pretty sure the panel might find interesting that has to do with a little-known R&B singer by the name of Chris Brown. Breathing. All right, so everybody knows about the situation that happened with Rihanna and Chris Brown several years ago where if you didn't see the pictures, you can just plainly see that Chris Brown pretty much um, um, – What's the way to say it? They had a controversial. Ran in her um, shit. He knocked yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, um, yeah. He pretty much he. It was an ass kicking, and with the pictures to prove it. But I bring this up because in the interview she acknowledged that even though they don't have much of a relationship now, she still has feelings for him, and she felt that even after. I guess you could call it an attack. I don't know how you how to categorize it, the fight, attack, or whatever, she felt like she could be his guardian angel, and he just needed someone to encourage him in a positive way and to say the right thing. So she felt like she could change him, and she feels also that she blamed herself as much as him for everything that happened. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this. This particular, uh, it's like a picture or article or something that's been making the rounds on social media uh, concerning Domestic violence. I don't know if it was a post to like a, a website or what it was, but basically a guy uh, put on Facebook the following. I'm going to read an excerpt of it, but what he's saying is part of keeping the black family together is learning to resolve issues internally. Not everyone needs to know your problem. Said I made a post about this issue, and black women have said things like a real man wouldn't, or if he did that to me, I would call, you know, big brother, police, whatever. But what black women don't realize is that not all men who've done this are bad men. Yes, that's right. Good black men are human, too. They make mistakes just like everyone else. There isn't many men. Wow, he's so grammatically incorrect. There aren't many men who stand up there and take constant physical and verbal abuse. If he's a good man, take the beating, call your best friend who can keep secrets, go to her house, put an ice pack on it, and call off from work until the wounds have healed. If he's a good black man, trust me, he feels horrible and wants you back. If he's a good black man, take him back. We're growing on trees. Whew. That doesn't make a lot of sense. 
Cujo, I want to ask you, man, in a situation like that where a dude goes upside a woman's head, is it feasible for her, even though it sounds crazy to have this mentality that just because he get it, that she can change him somehow? What kind of shit is that? Well, it's it's not as it's not as black and white of an issue as a lot of people would like for it to be, or you know, would like to see it as. You know, there's there's always and there's a lot of um, contradicting phrases and shit throughout throughout society. But like, you know, people deserve second chances. Um, don't judge somebody based on their past, or you know, forgiveness and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean. In a lot of cases, if it's if it if it's something that um, the woman is willing to forgive the man for, and she still wants to be a part of his life, I mean, hey, that that that's on her. I mean, in a lot of domestic violence cases, you see that the woman ends up going back to the guy, or you know, whatever the case may be, and you know, look, more power to you if if that's whatever whatever triggers in your brain for that to be attractive to you or for that to be acceptable to you, go right ahead. I, I you know, to each his own. But I'm kind of neutral in this situation. I don't, whatever makes that couple happy is what I'm for, honestly. Your girl, be, your girl beats you, don't she? Viciously. Without okay. mercy, you can cry. You you can cry if you need to. We're it's a safe environment. You're surrounded by love. You know we 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 want you to know that we support you. We 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 I, we we feel your pain. We've all been beaten by women before. So you know, and I appreciate that. But that 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 gives me the courage to go ahead and call call her out. You know who you are. And I don't appreciate you beating on me how you do. And domestic violence is serious if it's a woman beating a man or a man beating a woman. It's domestic violence either way, damn it. And we won't stand for that's, it. That's right. You you stand your ground here anonymously, but nobody knows where your real name. But she knows who you are. Not really. But, you know, we stand by you. We stand by Stop you. Stop hitting me. Motherfucker. Serious, but but serious, serious speak though. I mean, I couldn't say that I disagree with you more, Cujo, because I know what you're saying that somebody's relationship is somebody's relationship, and I get that. But I don't know where you get this mentality where a guy—that's how you measure. Well, I know he hit me, but he loves me, or I feel like I can change him. Why not just get a guy that doesn't go upside your head? Doesn't that kind of make logical sense? But from what it sounds yep. like, yep. But who's CB was putting it down to bed if Rihanna still got feelings for him. Man, it's it got to like be me. more. It's got to be more than just a, okay. What, the, the point I'm getting at is, is it's got to be more than just well. I know he's a good person under that, under all this. Let me try to look past this. Wrong. I'm going to go ahead and call that wrong. Where? where? I mean, but you, you, you hear it all the time, jerk. 
Where I think this is coming from is somebody who doesn't understand love. They understand attention, but they don't understand love. This is the type of person who probably has a single parent environment or they had they grew up in an abusive environment, most likely. And the parent that they thought loved them whooped their ass all the time. So when you perceive love as an ass whooping, or if you perceive love as being, say your parent's not there, you want them to be there, and they're not there, so the only thing you're going to want from them is attention. Bad attention is bad attention, good attention is good attention, but it's all attention. If it's an ass whooping, if it's encouragement, if they have a lacking parent, they're going to accept whatever it is as love. So you have two scenarios where, one, you beat my ass all the time and you tell me you love me, so I perceive this as love. And two, you're not there. I want some attention. You beat my ass, so I perceive that as love because I need something. But to me, it's a failure of of a fully functioning household. This is this person's inability to accept life as what it should be because nobody should want to get their ass whooped. Even though some people get their not get their rocks off by it, <clears throat> sixteen, you know, but <laughs> rest of us and the majority of us, you know, we should expect to be treated better. We should want to be treated better. But for some of us, we don't know that different is better. We don't know that we shouldn't get our ass whooped. So is there is there a clear line, or is there are there exceptions to the whole, you know, forgiveness, uh, you know, accepting someone for their flaws, letting go of the past, um, rehabilitation? Um, you, you get where I'm going with this. The whole thing that people can I'm, change, or people are go who they are. At, People who aren't who they are at their worst, you know, love them for when they're at their whatever, whatever. So is there are I'm gonna there go exceptions ahead. to that? I'm going to go ahead and go first because I'm the jerk and y'all should just, you know, not pay any attention take a back to what seat. I say. I don't, I don't, I don't, no, not take a back seat. Just don't pay attention to what I say. I don't think people change. People are created in their essence. They're in their own essence. Most people do not change. So once a beater, was, always a beater. Wait a minute, jerk. All that setup that was your profound soliloquy just now was people don't change. Drop some I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I think if you I think if you're abusive, you might stop being abusive to your wife, but you're gonna start being abusive abusive to your child. If you don't start being abusive to your child, you're gonna be abusive to yourself. There are, it takes an insanely profound amount of insight and development that I don't think most humans are capable of. Not all. I don't think most humans are capable of changing themselves fundamentally. I think we're just hardwired. That's why Republicans stay Republicans and Democrats stay Democrats. That's just how it works. Easy, where you at on this one, man? Oh, I already said what I had to say, man. Look, people, I, I agree with Jerk. I don't think people change. Once you are uh, classified as somebody or whatever, uh, it's kind of hard to change that. I mean, Chris Brown's been to rehab like three times and he's still hitting people and <laughs> doing stupid shit. I mean, come on now. 
And I also think, you know, CB did what he had to do in bed. You know, that's why Rihanna still, you know, got feelings for him. But I guess that's another story for another day. Man, we got to come up off that, man. We got to. I mean, that right there, that's that's not an excuse for you getting your ass whooped. Seriously. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I want to say this as an absolute, and it might not be the most popular thing, but there's some women out there who have been dealing with this type of situation. I feel like I can plainly say that a dude that goes upside your head doesn't love you. I mean, you might feel like Oh, I mean, that that's clear as day. I mean, nobody disagreeing with that. Yeah, but they have some women who don't believe in that. There's some there, there's some woman right now who's calling her friend saying, I know he loved me, you know, he just no. sometimes he just gets out of control. No, bitch. That was, he that was the argument you. that I was making. That was the argument that I was making is that when you grew up in a household that whooped your ass all the time and you love it, children love their parents unconditionally. So when they get their asses beat all the time, they think that's their parents' way of showing love. But when they get older and they get their ass beat, they think this is this person's way of showing them love. This is how they interpret love. Yeah, it just, or is it just Rihanna? Or is it just Rihanna crazy? Maybe that's it. That's that's too, that's shit. That's what too. I said is, is what I said not crazy. Was that shit not yeah. that shit fucking crazy? Well, I mean, right, I just so, generalized. So, so, so here's another thing in recent and in that same Vanity Fair, I, I think in that same Vanity Fair interview or article or whatever. Um, you you guys are all familiar with Rachel Rachel Dozel, right? The the white lady who pretended to well. I'm not gonna say she pretended to be black, but she withheld the fact that she was white and became what president of NAACP or something like that, or some kind yeah, of leader right. within the NAACP. Yeah. So her. Yeah. So in that same Vanity Fair article, Rihanna said that, "quote I think she was a bit of a hero because she kind of flipped on society a little bit." Is it such a horrible thing that she pretended to be black? Black is a great thing, and I think she legit changed people's perspective a bit and woke people up. I I think it was wrong. I think it would have been more impactful if she would have admitted she was white and admitted that she would have rather been black than deny that she was white. Because I think that would have sent a message that, okay, it's okay to love these people. It's okay to love what these people do. That to me was the missed opportunity in that. But yeah, I can agree with that. But who is? I, I definitely agree. But who is Rihanna to try to give her any kind of reprieve for what it is that for for what she did? That well, y'all listen that to the jerk. Y'all listen to the jerk, so I can't. <laughs> I can't combat any kind of reprieve. Well, Coach, you could. All you got to do is look at your Twitter timeline and see how seriously some of these uh, celebrities take themselves. Man, they feel like they got to put their opinion onto everything. They feel like their voice had. Oh, people are waiting to hear what I have to say. So what that was from her was just a sense of entitlement that a lot of people who are famous have. That people want to know. Uh, you know, it's the same thing. The same reason why when they have beauty pageants, they ask page, uh, people in a beauty pageant, uh, basically a beauty contest, these hard questions about world peace and you know 
issues, you know, in the Middle East and stuff like that. Just sit there, smile, wear a bathing suit in a situation like that. So that's all that is. It's just that <laughs> I'm serious. It's just that I'm rich, I'm famous, people want to hear from me mentality. That's what I feel like it is. Maybe I'm off base, but that's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, is, has there ever been any other situation where a celebrity kind of butted into something and you was like, why are you even here? Like, who cares all what the, you have to say? Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. Oh, God. We're well, he's actually, he's, he's actually making a legitimate run for president. No, because so you can't say no, wait, no, wait, 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 no. wait, wait, wait. Let's step back on that. He's making oh, you a mean legitimate run for president. No, he's making a legitimate run for president. He has significant poll numbers, and he's spewing out hate, racism, bigotry, idolatry, and a whole bunch of other things that are just straight hate. There's nothing else yeah. I can say about. It. Would Would you rather he keep it um, keep it PC? On the surface, and then go home. And no, feel the same way. Or, no, no, because then want, he would actually, I don't want him he would actually might team. win. No, no, he he needs to, it's he, he needs to do what he's been doing because just like what Easy said, if he went the other route, he might actually win. And boy, I, I don't know how we got on this, but if he wins the foreign relations, I mean, we're gonna get. Oh man, you better move military to another country. Military on deck. We're gonna yeah. have a draft. Yeah, because he's gonna he, get some weapons production. Him being. Be up. Him being honest is calling out the true base of the people who are following him, and he needs to keep doing it. He might not be doing it intentionally, but we need to see their real face. And I think that we need to go to break. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right. Um, we're going to uh, talk to awesome R&B singer Tasha LeRae here in just a moment. What we're going to do is break away for just a brief second here. Like I said, on the radio show, you know, we play the underground. So we're going to uh, play a song here. From um, like I said, somebody's gonna be a future guest on the show. It's an artist by the name of Lucky Street. This song is called Spectacular. Yes. On the other side of this break, we're gonna talk to Tasha Larray about her music career and other projects. All right. You are listening to the one and only radio show. You are now listening to Mr. Lottery. Herbert Cocaine Season Value One. Hey, I know 21 ways to get it. 32 ways to get it. Human trust in the flesh. Hey, son, I told I'm you to get money. One word to say describe me. What spectacular, yes. 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 Human trust in the flesh. I'm a cocaine season, nigga. One word to describe me. What spectacular, yes. What spectacular, yes. What spectacular, yes. What's Ain't just me and that rover, on this dope 
man shit. Get off the dope man dick. Or get your hair washed for playing with the dope man brick. They ain't trying to wreck this nigga. This a dope man click. Repay my trial lawyer. No dope man trick. No shake, no flam. This real dope man shit. Hurry, cocaine season. A dope man double dick. Back in the flesh, I'm the last of the best. One word to describe me: what spectacular, yeah. 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 Human crack in the flesh, I'm the last of the best. One word to describe me: what spectacular, yeah. 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 Try to power to them eight shit and in the pee. Cocaine cowboy, gamble with the Indian. See me rockin' low and I promise it was ended in. Money stayed on my face like dollar side was ended in. God don't like the life a nigga living, he's the ended in. Got a better way for a young nigga shit, send it in. With Mac in the pee and so low gone. Make it rain if they want to see the home so wrong. Submarine color beans, I feel like I joined the Navy. Hard money on me, holler. The wings go and save Man, don't blame that bitch for looking dog. That's really just a baby. See the cranberry ice and turn them hoes till I'm crazy. Talking don't faze me. In them rumors, some old dudes. Only drugs you need just ever sold was on Pro Tools. A wise man learned me never talk to no fools. Cause them puss ass niggas ain't never owned no shoes. Human trapped in the flesh. I'm the last of the best. One word to describe me. What spectacular, yeah. 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 Human crack in the flesh. I'm the last of the best. One word to describe me. What spectacular, yeah. 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 You are now listening to Mr. Lottery. Shout out to my nigga Lucky Street right now. In my vibe, volume one, the mixtape. This is DJ Tight, the Street Connect DJ. Nigga, I run these streets. Scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. All right, welcome back to the radio show. Got the entire crew in the house here. I'm M16, you got the jerk. Easy and your boy Cujo hanging out with you. Yep. That was uh that was Lucky Streets, the song is called Spectacular, <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Nice song from a great independent artist out there trying to make things happen. You can check out his information on our Facebook page. If you would like to give us a call, you can do so. Three two three six four two one six zero four. You can text us six seven eight two five zero four four two two. And we're on Twitter at it's the radio show. All right. Um, as promised earlier on in the show, uh, we want to welcome in our guest for tonight. Awesome R&B singer, great voice, great song, great music all the way around. Give a big radio show. Welcome to Miss Tasha LeRae coming on the radio show. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Well, thank you. That's great to get first time on the phone. All right. Well, Tasha, thanks for um, taking time out of your schedule to come and talk to us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. So, um, you know, we wanted to get right into things here with you. Um, As you can see, the panel, you know, we're fans of what you have going on. So, you know, did some homework on you and everything. 
Oh, yeah, no okay. problem. So did some, some homework on you and everything. So I read that you've been singing since you were very young, since you were five. So mm-hmm. in looking back at being that young and starting, what was the spark that began your love and passion for music? Um, it was a combination of things. It started with my mother. Um, I learned singing from my mom just by watching her sing around the house and she cleaned. We she did everything, especially getting ready for church on Sunday morning. Um, she was always playing like Mahalia Jackson and at that time Yolanda Adams was first starting um to record and release music. So like listening to her very first recordings and stuff, like I would just imitate all of that and just kinda of soak all that stuff in. Um, I think it clicked for me that I wanted to be a professional singer when I saw Sister Act Two and I saw Lauren Hill on um, on the show, and she was uh, the scene with her, and I hate that I forget this other lady's name. I think like Latanya or something like that. But the two of them sitting at the piano, and they're both singing um, "His Eyes on the Sparrow," and the power that that held, even for me at a young age, to see that that like the way that connected with me, I just saw it as something powerful, and I was like, I wanted to be able to impact people's lives through music that way. And at that, literally at that very moment, um, I just remember looking at my mom and telling her, I was like, I want to do that. I want to be on the other side of this TV, and I want to do that. Um, and so that's what started it. And it took me a while to get into it um, professionally, but once I did, like, I've, I've never looked back. It's, it's always good to find out, you know, what was the, um, you know, especially when you're you're talking about uh, music and the art what, you know, was, was the spark or what was the, um, you know, the catalyst for getting things started. Now, mm-hmm. it, I also uh, saw as well that, or I, I should say the question with this is, so when you relocated from your hometown of Omaha, Nebraska, down south to Atlanta, mm-hmm. what was your mindset that in order to truly pursue your goals in music that you had to leave Nebraska? How difficult was that decision? Oh, my gosh. Okay, it was hard for me to leave Nebraska, and it had nothing to do with me and everything to do with my mama made me. Um, she wanted to move to Nebraska after my sister graduated high school, and I was, um, I was during that time I was doing my first year of college. And after that, my mom was like, you know what, it's time for us to relocate. I want to move to Georgia. And um, she found a nice place where we ended up moving to Snellville first when we first got here. And for the first okay. six months of living in Atlanta, I was trying everything that I could to get back home because home, that's where my friends were. I was comfortable there, um, and I knew Omaha. I didn't know anything about Georgia. Everything was too far spread out. I didn't know how to get to anywhere. I was like, what the heck is Kroger? I want to go to the regular <laughs> grocery store. You know, it was like a lot of And even some of the, the way I talk versus the way people is a little bit different. So I couldn't say pop no more. Like, and, you know, it was just, it was a lot of different things. It took, it took a second, but, once um, once I got involved with some of the events that were happening in Georgia and just meeting some other people through jobs that I picked up, um, I saw the benefit of living in a new place versus just staying in your hometown all the time. And by then, after that, like I said, about six months afterwards, I was hooked and you, you know, it, it would be hard to get me to move somewhere else at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we don't do the pop thing out here. That's more of a, a you up know. north thing. Yeah, if we don't yeah. really... Yeah, right. that um, and saying pecan pie or pecan pie, I was, yeah, it's, yeah, I can't talk. I hate it there. I couldn't no, talk for a while. No, you can definitely tell somebody who's not Southern that came from somewhere else, you stand out, we can tell. It's the same thing right. when we go somewhere else. 
you can see it. Just in case you tuned in and you're wondering what's going on, you're listening to the radio show. We were talking to Tasha LaRay. You can check her out at TashaLaRae.com. So, Tasha, let me ask you also, um, now, with your musical style, how would you describe your musical style? And is the writing more from a personal, I've been through this standpoint, or is it more from a watching and listening to others and telling a story based on other people's point of view? It's great. I would say it's, <laughs> thank you. Um, I would say it's more of the first and with a little bit of the second. Um, for me, every time I get on stage to sing anything, I want to sing the music that I perform as if it came from me, as if it's something that I wrote, whether or not I didn't write it. And so it has to be something that I believe in and it has to be something that I would, you know, that I stand behind 100%. So um, for me, writing music and that came from a real place, whether it came from me personally or it came from an experience that I heard of, whether it was through a friend or through something that happened in the media or through a book that I read or a conversation that I had, you know, some random place standing in line at Walmart. Like, um, inspiration comes from all of those places. And to be able to take a certain line, as somebody said, and to be able to elaborate on it, um, maybe embellish some stuff a little bit, because, you know, people don't always think everything that's always true, but um, just to make it something that's interesting and something people can connect with, yeah. So, so yeah, I would describe my writing style as that. As far as the musical style, um, I – I don't, it's, it's a blend because, you know, I have definitely, like, funk and rock and R&B um, influences and me being a part of Arrested Development, that hip-hop element. Now, that's, it's, it has, I don't think it's shown up in the music that I've created since I've joined the band, um, but it has opened up my ability to, um, to be able to connect with other people that have that you know, they're more so into hip-hop music. Hip-hop wasn't something that I was even allowed to listen to when I was a kid, you know, rapping. Like, growing up in the, the 80s and the 90s, man, like, what we call classic hip-hop now was huge back then. It was just the it thing. So um, to even not be able to really fully immerse myself into that until, you know, I was in my early 20s, um, you know, to be able to do that stuff now, I believe that the stuff that I write in the future, a lot of those things, those elements are going to show up in some of the stuff that I write in the future. All right. So um, I heard you mention that in there um, about Arrested Development. So for the people in the audience mm-hmm. that don't know, you're, you're currently touring with Arrested Development, which is one of the great hip-hop groups. Um, mm-hmm. Now, can you tell us how that opportunity came about and what's it like to go on tour? Because, you know, people see the glamour side of it. They see you, you know, you're on stage, you're performing. But it's rigor- mm-hmm. rigorous work that is involved with that. So can you oh, yeah. kind of elaborate on that? Sure. Well, um, to answer your first question, I got introduced to Arrested Development through Speech, which is the founder and lead um, rapper of, in the band. Um, I was When I moved to Georgia, I started singing background for other people. I would just go to shows, introduce myself to a singer that may have had a night that night. And I introduced myself and, you know, offered to sing background for them if they ever needed it. And that's how I literally got my start in the underground uh, music scene in Atlanta. And so it went from one person to ten people I sing a background for. And I just happened to be in the right spot at the right time doing me. And um, and at that moment, um, Speech was there that night DJing at the event, and uh, he got in contact with a friend of mine um, that he knew. And the next day, I had I woke up to an email 
asking me if I'd be interested in auditioning for the band, which at first I was like, uh, you got to be kidding me. There's no way this could be real. Um, and then I went ahead and contacted them back, and then I got a phone call and realized it was absolutely true. And so um, even after I got that email, it took about two months or so before I actually did my audition. But I did the audition, and a couple of weeks later, they asked me to come on the road with them. And then after a year of touring with them, they asked me to be a member of the band. So I've been touring as a member of the band um, now for the past eight years, or it'll be eight years in January. Um, so, yeah, it's that, that even that whole thing and how that all came about still mind-blowing to me today. But to be able to tour around the world has changed my viewpoint on everything. Because um, I grew up kind of sheltered. Um, my family was Methodist at first. Um, and then when I got a little bit older, you know, we went to be a non-denominational Christian. And so I grew up with that lifestyle, that whole strict, you know, don't have sex or get until you get married and, you know, dating is bad, boys are bad. Like everything that parents can tell you to do to keep you from having a kid before you got married or whatever. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can only listen to certain type of music. You can only talk to certain type of people. You're not supposed to cuss, all that type of stuff. And once I stepped foot on the soil, uh, the very first place I went overseas with the band was Australia. And when I got over there and I realized that there were a group of people who were being brought up different ways, there were different people who had a different cultural background, and their people went through different stuff. Some of it was similar to what, you know, my people went through. You know, all of that stuff changed the way people view the world and how they talk, how they think, how they interact. It, it, it affects everything. And when I saw that, it made me think, and it, it it really brought the it brought to life the fact that we really are global. And to just know that there are other countries was one thing, but now that I've experienced it, it just took on a whole new meaning for me. And I am so thankful for the opportunities. And since then, I've traveled to well over thirty different countries. I've been to almost every continent, and some of them I go back to frequently. Um, and it's just, it's, I'm in awe of it every single time. It never gets bored, boring. I just, I never, yeah, I never want to ever be ungrateful for this, these opportunities. Now so you, I hope I answered all your questions. I'm sorry. You did. You got them, you got them in there, but it also brought up something interesting too. You, um, was kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying about, um, not really being able to get into hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. Did that have something to do with, like you were saying, with the strict, like, church upbringing of, uh, you know, not really into oh, you yeah. listening to that. You should probably mm-hmm. stay away from that. Exactly. So, so how did you, like, how did you over, overcome dealing with that, you know, that stigma of not being able to listen to certain types of music because it was, quote, bad for you? Oh, like every kid like that grows up in that, do you sneak it? You get it from your friends, you listen to it at school. Um, you just you still get it in somehow, some way. Now, granted, there were certain people, mainly the main people that you heard on the radio all the time, those songs, those are the ones that I was exposed to the most. But I couldn't get the cassette tape and listen to all the B-side tracks. And those, that's where all the gritty stuff was and the hardcore street stuff was. And it wasn't even as, I say hardcore street stuff now, but really it wasn't necessarily that, like, Rap and hip-hop, all of that stuff, literally, those artists were the voice of the street. They were the voice of people who didn't otherwise have a voice. And so they wrote music that reflected what they saw in their everyday life. Um, And that was, I think, a lot of that, my mom wanted to shelter me and my sister from that, Um, especially because my mother raised us as a single parent. So 
you know, as a single parent, for some people, they're like, okay, I need to protect my babies as best as I possibly can. And so if it's something that they don't understand, it's easier to just keep the kids away from it versus trying to understand what it is and then deciding whether or not it's something you want to expose your kids to. And I think a lot of people do that. They go into defense mode. And I, you know, I don't have, I don't hold anything against anybody that does that. You do the best that you can with what you have because at the end of the day, you're responsible for that. Um, when I got old enough to understand why it was she sheltered me from that, I was also intelligent enough to know that I could listen to the music and I could make my own assumption and my own decisions for myself when it came to that. Um, and so now, even years later, you know, there's still music that I'm still discovering, there's still artists that I'm still discovering, but um, I have a huge appreciation for the music and what it stood for. Um, now, whether or not the music still stands for that type of stuff, then, you know, there's some people that, that that's, you know, question that, um, and that's cool, you know, one way or the other. But um, but I know back then it was an outlet. It was this is a way for me to try to do something to try to better my situation for me and my family or for me and my my friends or whatever the case is. Like it was it was a survival thing. Um, and I think a lot of people miss that when they listen to classic hip hop music. Um, I think they miss a big a big part of that. Um, but but yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I said, when you brought that up, it just brought that that, that question to mind about how you you know you felt like felt about that because you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it can make you guarded or sheltered, but mm-hmm. you don't come across like that at all. Um, now, <laughs> no, I was at first though. Don't get me wrong, I was at first. I had to tear that like I literally had to check myself on it. Um, but it was how I was raised, so I couldn't blame myself for how I was raised. I had no control over that. Right, um, but you know, you grow and mature and all that stuff. So, grateful for that. <laughs> now, I got to do this then, since you're not sheltered and you know you're out here oh, and everything. Okay, I'm I, I, I'm trying to persuade you to, because you got a great voice. I saw the, the videos of you doing things acapella. If I could just, you got a favorite like verse of a song that you could do for us, just to show the people that are listening to this show just. How awesome that voice is! If I could just, I'm trying oh, to, wow. I'm trying to do my sale job here. I don't know how well it's working. <laughs> well, man, well, that's all right. That's all right. I, I believe I could render you a selection. Um, no. Um, well, this is the first thing that popped to my head, so I just go ahead and say okay. this. Um, um, it's from uh, the beginning part of Timothy from um, Arrested Development. All right. Ooh, oh God. Okay. Oh, won't you love me? Won't you help me? Won't you help me understand your plan? Yeah. Take me home. Take me home. Home. Take me to another place. Take me home. I 
appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. That that is awesome. No, you can't. Don't do it. Everything's going what smooth. Happened? You don't sing. No, no. I'm not. Even, I'm not even gonna sing. She already. Blew, she already blew it out the water. I can't sing. I know this. I ain't trying to sing. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Oh my gosh, man! If it make you feel good, go on sing this song. Don't let nobody tell you can't sing. No, oh, no, oh, no, 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 don't do it. We gonna, we gonna well, lose, we gonna lose some followers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> With a gunshot, man. That that is that is fantastic. We were talking to R&B singer Tasha Lorray. Tasha, let me ask you. After that, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to regroup myself here. Now, in addition to to the to the music, which clearly you can sing. You got those mm, awesome racism sucks T-shirts. By the way, I'm an XL. By the way, um, XL. Do you feel, okay, yes. Do you feel like how uh, race relations are in this country that you had to try to find some way to spread some unity? So tell the audience about the purpose and goal of the T-shirt line. By that oh, he means cool. extra medium XL. Just extra to clarify, medium, extra medium. Yeah, there's XL. no way you wear an extra large. <laughs> there's that no is way. hilarious. Oh my God! I don't even wear well, extra large. I, I I started. Um, I began. I, I started. The idea for those T-shirts came in about probably like the end of November, beginning of December of last year, and it was like at the the heart of all the craziness that was happening with between <clears throat> um, police shootings and a lot of young innocent lives being taken, and. At that time, like, literally, I remember leaving the studio. I was working with my writing team, and I was leaving the studio, and I was just like, all this stuff is happening, and I just felt like I needed to do something or say something, anything that would help move toward in the direction towards finding some type of peace, or some type of common ground, all of that stuff um, when it came to the issue of racism particularly. Of course, you know, that also extends to prejudice and all that type of stuff. Um, but then you open up an even bigger can of worms when you go to there. But I wanted to do something, and I felt frustrated because I didn't know how else to express what I was feeling. I was like, all of this, like, it sucks. All of that, all of that stuff happened and sucks. All of the things that have happened to even lead up to these moments to where we're out here hollering Black Lives Matter and racism sucks and any other thing that you could think of, like all of this stuff, I can't breathe, any of that. Everything that led up to those incidents even being put there and the fact that we all have the feelings that we have behind it and it's opened up all of these different thoughts and comments. Like you can go online to any of the blog posts or news posts about these stories happening and then you can just read the comments and you can you can sense and hear and just, just feel the hate that so many people have. It was sad. It was heartbreaking. It was all of that. And to me, I felt like the artists, that, a lot of artists that we respect, um, and a lot of artists that we look up to, all of that stuff, like, they spoke out against stuff like that. They did something. Even no matter how big or how small it was, they made sure that they did something, that they stood for something greater than themselves. And for me, I wanted to make sure that I did that with my music, but also anything that I presented to the world. And at that particular moment, the only thing I could say, well, at first I was going to say, and if anybody's kids is listening, please forgive me, but um, at first I was going to say, fuck racism. Like, to me, that would have been more straight. But um, both of those words together, if you just had those two words by themselves, they already hold a lot of power. And so I was like, you know what, if I just said racism sucks, it works. And then what I did was I called my favorite person in the world. I called my grandpa. 
And I was like, okay, Grandpa, this is the idea that I got. And I told him both of them. He said, baby, do racism sucks. Your grandma's going to pass out if you say fuck. So, um, so I just did the racism sucks thing. But um, it, to me, I'm so glad that I did it because of what it allowed myself to do, but also anybody who purchased the shirt, it allowed them to, in a, non, um, a non-aggressive way, it allowed someone to express their feelings toward the simple the, the the subject very simply, and people could either choose to ignore what that statement said and what that statement stands for, or they could choose to say something about it. Um, I think at that point, you know, there were certain people that were trying to force people to have relationships to our um, conversations to talk about racism. They're trying to bring it out to the forefront. They're like, you know, it's this pink elephant in the room and stuff that people don't talk about, and we need to make people talk about it. And, like, you can't make anybody do anything that they don't want to do. And there's so many feelings behind it for, you know, white people who, um, who, you know, who have those feelings about, like, a lot of people were taught to be racist. Um, At the end of the day, people were taught to be racist, period. And so for white people who don't show those, share those same views, they're embarrassed that that's a part of their their heritage. They're, they're embarrassed by that. Some of them want to apologize. Some of them are like, I'm not like that. Why do you think I think that way? Like, there's too much behind it. And, of course, you know, black people, we have our own feelings towards that. And then there are other races that are just like, hey, y'all racist towards me too. Like, it's, it's a whole lot of stuff that's happened in the past, and those little things and those big things, really made a huge impact on how we are now and to even to begin to address it, to fix it, it's going to take just about however long it took to get it where it is today, it's going to take that amount of time to unweave it. It really will. And I don't know if that's anything that ever could um, happen. That's a a great explanation on why you felt like you needed to do something. T-shirts are cool. Um, It's it's a good cause. And um, it's something that needs to happen, so mm-hmm. um, we applaud that. Now, Pastor, again, appreciate your time. We'll get you out of here on this this last one here. If you could tell our our okay. audience uh, about any of your upcoming projects, where people can see you performing, and where they can find you online. All right. Well, um, right now I'm working on a project. Um, it's an it's an EP, and it's called Light. And I'm hoping the target date to release it is um, November, around November twentieth. 27th, close in there. Um, so my birthday's on the 27th, so it'll be an awesome birthday present. But um, in the meantime, as far as shows, I have um, several shows coming up with the rest of development. Most of the shows are overseas, like we'll be in Japan um, in November. So outside of that, if you want to connect with me for future shows and information, you can visit me at TashaLaRae.com, um, or you can also follow me on Instagram, and my handle is at Miss TashaLaRae, M-S-T-A-S-H-A-L-A-R-A-E. And, yeah, that's it. That's awesome, man. We're going to post it. <laughs> on yeah, our, I'm about to go fa- follow you on Twitter, 100, 100, 100. Oh, yeah, uh, we're yeah. Gonna, it's at Tacklera, yeah. We're going to uh, post yeah. uh, your, your information on the Facebook page. Um, Appreciate Again, that. we want to thank you for taking our time to come and, and hang out with us and everything and let check you out. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. So Thanks much for staying in. No problem. <laughs> now, now i but now I got to put you to work again because we're going to play oh, secrets, but I'm not going to introduce it. You're going to introduce oh, it if you don't mind. I have to introduce it. No, I don't mind. Um, you're getting ready to hear um, one of my songs, uh, Secrets, that 
features a Mr. Dane Harris on vocals with me. Matter of fact, I wrote this song for him and ended up on the duet at the last second. So uh, pretty cool. <laughs> he was supposed to sing the whole thing. <laughs> Go follow her on Twitter oh. like I just did. Yeah, that's what's up. Tasha, so we're gonna, we, like I said again, we appreciate you coming on the show and everything. We're gonna thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. We're gonna play Secret, and we hope to talk to you again soon. You know, after you, you, you know, your project comes out, we um hope we can, you know, you can become a friend of the show. We all feel like we're friends, and uh, you come back on again one of these days. Absolutely, I would love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. And I see, is it Ezra? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Call out, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see you right now. I'm following you back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's you, go. you made his day. When any anytime somebody follows him back, it makes his day. All right. Oh, so Tasha, we appreciate so it. All right. Y'all take care. Right, thanks. Hey, All right. right. We're about to listen to secrets by Tasha Larray. You're checking out the one and only radio show. But if I let it 
But, yeah, I don't. Okay, I don't get basically, it. basically, basically, what's going on here is somebody told one of the, a listener texted us and told us that they couldn't hear music that they heard us talking. If that's the case, we want you to call in right now and let us know what you heard at three two three six four two one six zero four, or you can text us. We're really the doing this. that we gave out earlier that I never <laughs> that I never it's, remember. It's six seven eight two five zero four four two two. All right. Because I'm, I'm thoroughly confused. Because I, I hope that the song was playing. Not that we were saying anything out the way, but we wanted you to hear the song because we just had an awesome interview right, with our. We, we was talking shit about all the listeners. Oh yeah. <laughs> we just had an awesome By interview name. with our R&B singer Tasha LeRae. And okay, somebody just texted in and said they heard the song. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is? I, you know what this number that said that they couldn't hear anything? I know who this is, and I'm going to tell you what the problem is. They got a fucking Android. You get an iPhone, and you would have heard the music. I've oh, spoken. Lord. Damn. Damn right. Thank you, uh, Texter, who let us know that you heard the song probably more than you once. You must have an iPhone. Shout out to all the iPhones. Yeah, upgrade coming soon. What's good? You're an idiot. Oh, shit. I was calling people idiots. You're an idiot. Piece of shit. All right, but anyway, thanks for thanks for listening. Um, Tasha LeRae, you can check her out, TashaLeRae.com. We're going to post up her um, information on the Facebook page. Man, she can really sing. Really uh. You heard it. All right. So in between all that chaos and everything, or supposed chaos, where we have some people who heard the music, some people didn't, whatever. Um, I've gotten completely sidetracked. Oh, What's new? Now I remember. I, I remember now. Uh, Cosmo. Cosmo is where I was going to. How disrespectful was the cover of Cosmo magazine, the one that's coming up, is that they put the, the Kardashians on the cover and called them America's First Family. Cujo attack. <laughs> Cosmo? Yes. You read Cosmo now, man? No, I don't read Cosmo. I read the internet. That's, that's I read Time Unfortunately, that's what you does. read in life now? He has you nothing else to do at work, you so... Need, you need 50 good reasons to please your man? <laughs> don't this shit always upset you, though? Like, well, not, not upset, but, like, don't this shit always, like, just... It, it it just baffles me how you always have an article about X number of re, an X number of ways to please your man. What did you please leave my, off is, the last seven articles that you wrote about ways to please your man? What, what you, must run, you, you must write for the Huffington Post, huh? What, what exactly might you be talking now? about? Unlike the rest of you, I actually do, you know, show research. Ooh, so I thought oh, it pop up on... Doing what you're yeah. supposed to do. So How else are we going to get you on the internet? And off your radio, old oh, man. Off my radio? Who's walking around with a boombox in 2015? You. 
Come on, man. I know I got some old man tendencies, but that, don't you believe that's pushing it just a little bit? Nah, fam. I don't, I don't think you own a CD. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Okay, so, but what happened with the America's First Family thing? Go ahead. Well, a lot of people are saying that that's disrespectful to the Obamas to put a, a you know, basically a family of no one with Go any ahead, sort of talent. Go ahead, uh, no talent. Say, they all some thought. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say basically a no talent. How, how, how is that? How are they America's first family? You tell me. They're not. You know what it all boils so down to? That magazine is getting free publicity off of off of. I'm not gonna count the number of letters, but x amount of letters in the word in the in the phrase America's first family. All of a sudden, they got all this buzz around their magazine. That's what it all boils down to, man. Because they know damn well that they shouldn't have printed no shit like that. America's first family, like when we call first lady and, you know, first, right. like everything first is references to White House. And they know Correct. that we currently have a, a black president and they know that black Twitter runs the world. So they they knew what they were doing. It, it, it's all it it's all pre planned. I'm sorry, dude. I I I meant to ask y'all to resend this to me, but I lost the link to Black Twitter. When y'all send that back to me? Yeah, oh, you I just think I need to go, check that out too. You just walk out on the internet. That's all you do. The whole internet is Black Twitter now. Yeah, if it's if it's black, just tell you what, just go on Twitter and attack somebody black and wait for the things that happen. Oh no, no, really yeah, don't have to do got that. it. You, you honestly, you honestly can just turn on your computer and go to any random website. It's it's all influenced by black Twitter. I guarantee you. A nigga moment is waiting to happen. Right around the corner. Just saying. So, why even do that, man? Are they trying to? I, I believe they're trying to troll people. Is my personal thought process yeah. on this. That, that's what I was saying. They they knew it, it was all, they they trolling. They trying to get free publicity around, free extra attention around Cosmo because only forty plus year old white women read Cosmo and people bored in the line at the grocery store read Cosmo like that's. Fuck Cosmo. I thought Cosmo. On, I thought only little kids like Cosmo. Not wrong, Cosmo. Not the green fairy guy. Oh, oh, not the fairly odd parent. Okay, never mind. No, 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 no. yeah. I am no, I am no use in this combo then. We're ta- we're talking about a different wand when you talk about this Cosmo. He's still trying to figure out who Arrested Development is. Is of arrested development. What are you talking about? Thank you. Thank you. Somebody. 16 could be insulting. So I guessed, isn't it? No, I'm just messing with Easy about how young he is. That's all. Oh, boy. Here we go. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. I only listen to cassette tapes and my boom box with the. Why are you talking about? 
Why in eight like tracks. No because you don't. We all know them teeth fake. Man, don't you say that? That's how rumors get started. I always thought nah, they were I only speak the truth, fam. You heard it here well, first. Ain't got dentures. Hey, as long as they look real, that's all that matters, right? That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. He should he should embrace this moment, but now he just wants to deny it. That's how you get so, how you okay. fuck up. So, so what so were those okay, big so, black? Wait, 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 wait. So what were those really big black discs with the spiral things on them behind your desk? What were those? What? I don't know. Some people have them in gold and platinum, but behind your desk they were black. Spirally things. Oh, those records? That's not a word. It's not real. Oh. That's not a word. CD. You know what we're gonna you know what we're gonna call this? We're gonna call this a bad topic. Where the guys we're gonna call this one? We're gonna kill this. Give me a fucking answer. Yeah, let's just go ahead and kill that. Because hey, so you see, you see what happened? You see what happened? We brought up quote unquote America's first family, and we then killed the show. That shows you how important those people actually are. Let me let me show you how to segue real quick. So speaking of the Kardashians and uh, when Ezra brought up M16's, uh, I'm sorry, when EZ brought up M16's fake teeth. Um, <laughs> you already you, killed you, you might, Just stop. You might as well stop. <laughs> that was probably worse than 16. So, speaking, speaking so of, I went to school today, of fake, wait, and I saw a fake on the stuff. road, and that made me think about racism. Speaking of speaking of fake stuff, does it matter to y'all if a woman has fake, like surgically enhanced body parts? We'll go ahead and pull Somebody fucking in this show, please. Who has the plug? In this now? <laughs> Wait, no, that stop. That was a good please, question. Stop. I thought that was a good question. You know what? I'm almost inclined to agree with the jerk. Well, all right, y'all ask for it. So let's go ahead and uh, do do random. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, wait, wait, wait. We can't. We can't end the show without. We can't end the show without doing random. We really can't. No, we we really can't. No, we really can't. We really can't. Why we really can't. Because we can't. We end every show with random. Oh, speaking of that, before we get out of here, because we need to, because after this train wreck, we need to hit the reset button. Um, oh, yeah. In addition to this podcast, Easy and I did a show this past Saturday, if you want to check that out. We uh, did a Saturday show this past Saturday, 1130. It's pretty cool, Wait. man. We had a couple get. What? We could talk about the douchiest things that you might be doing since we have two more guys. I don't douche, so I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Yeah, we're yeah, this one this this ship has sailed, easy. So oh. we did a Stop playing the theme song. 
we did um, a show uh, this past Saturday. So if you want to check that out, that podcast is out there and available. So right now what we're going to do is play the game that's sweeping the nation, or at least sweeping something. It's called Random. And uh, if you're not familiar with that, uh, Random is just us. Just the first thing that comes to mind, we're talking about it. So, Jerk, you salty, honorary some bitch, you, what you got on your mind? Well, The Flash finally debuted tonight. And... Being a lonely bastard that he is, what kind of lotion would keep him from chafing or turning his shit into a chinder? What? How, how does that not start a fire? I'm confused. Yeah, that that's definitely random. <laughs> Stop. Easy, you got something on your mind, man? Um, just because you take a bathroom selfie and put a fancy border around it does not make it better. You're still taking a selfie in the bathroom, a public one at that. That's just bad. Kujo? National days. Every time I look up, it's like National Pancake Day or National Siblings Day. Just enough. National Bugger Cat Day. It's it's always National something. Enough. No more. Hey, Sigmund. Yeah. Tomorrow's National Throwback Day. I'm sure you're going to enjoy that one fully. Yeah. Sure. Nah, probably not because it's not National 16 Day. When that one comes, nah. Oh, shut up, shut up. Thank you. I mean, he can wear his throwback baggy clothes. He can have the boombox, bring the boombox to work. Cassette. Yeah, it's not. It's not throwback when he did it yesterday. Oh, I forgot. It's throwback. Now you can play the thing. Now you can play the thing. I want to. I want to thank Tasha Ray for coming by, and I also want to apologize to the listeners for this train wreck of the second half of this show. Wow, is all I can say to that. If we still have an audience, Tuesday, eight o'clock, you can come check us out. BlogTalkRadio.com/slash It's the Radio Show. We appreciate y'all checking us out. Now we're going to go away. <laughs> <laughs>